Hey girl, I'm Alex Hallhouse and this is How Not to Get a Boyfriend. I'm a writer, model and podcaster and my pronouns are she and her. I am looking for love. When you're dating, it can feel really lonely, especially if you're a minority like me because you're constantly putting yourself out there and getting rejected and it can feel really disheartening. But here's the thing, you are not alone. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my stories from the date or dates I've gone on that week and talking to loads of different people about exactly how they date. By sharing our experiences, I hope we can see that we are all in the trenches together and that one day love will come. But until it does, it's fine, fun and freeing to be single. This is how not to get a boyfriend. Maxine Heron is a model, public speaker and marketing manager for inclusive queer-led makeup brand Jacka Black. In 2018, she decided to come out publicly as a trans woman, having transitioned as a teenager after sitting her GCSEs. Maxine last year was described by Gay Times as that girl and has featured in global campaigns for Schwarzkopf, Avon and Zalando, to name just a few. She has been interviewed by Dustin Lance Black for BBC Radio 4 and now adds to her many accomplishments by being the first guest on Alex Woolhouse's How Not to Get a Boyfriend. Maxine, welcome. Maxine, hello. Hi, girl. Hey, bitch. How is it going? I can't believe that intro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be Elizabeth Day and like do like a like look like I've done my research. That was truly the highlights reel. I was like, wow, she went in. Yeah, I like I Googled you. I Instagram stalked you. I went in. I'm so honoured that I'm your first ever guest because when we met at London Queer Fashion Week or London Queer Fashion Show, whatever it was, um, towards the like autumn 2022 you kind of open with well I'm a podcaster and I have a podcast series called how not to get a boyfriend and I was kind of thinking like I need to end up on this podcast one day like I feel like I manifested this moment this is what I wanted for us both the second we met and here we are you did and you and you've made it you've absolutely made it because I mean I did reject you because you invited me to go to a birthday party I think it was a 40th actually like probably five minutes after we met yeah I'm really not normally the kind of like love bomby stranger that's like oh my god we need to become friends but like I did get a vibe from you I was like this girl is fucking funny like we need to hang out and then I was going to a 40th birthday party alone in East London I was like do you want to come <laughs> I'm kind of going alone <laughs> no I also I, I felt an instant connection to you and I didn't clock you I didn't realize like I didn't realize you were trans at all I had no clue well I am <laughs> and then and then thus you know the that's why we got on so well you know that thus the connection that we both felt it was a transsexual cosmic moment it really um, it was and I'm glad that it was it was so tea for tea and yeah I'm so glad that it was reciprocal 100% 100%. Um so Maxine who the hell are you? I've given my I've given my introduction but like you know how would you introduce yourself? Oh well they were on a date. They were on a date and okay. I'm like hey hey okay. Maxine hey. Okay so we're on a tea for tea date right now. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What would I say to like a man on a date? I would have been dating to girls, but I think I would say like, well, I'm in my digital nomad era. I am marketing manager for Jack Black. It's this ethical, vegan, cruelty-free makeup brand. And yeah, we started with makeup lessons for trans women. So I was the first ever employee in 2020 and we've grown since then, which has been really amazing. And I was given the go ahead to go and work wherever I want to work basically, which is a really lucky position. So I'm coming to you live right now from the Gothic Quarter in Barcelona. Not uh, the Gothic Quarter, not there. Yeah, bitch, I'm in my Gothic era. I look like Morticia Adams right now. This is this is my goth era. Goth era unlocked. Um yeah, so, so you're I'm in, here. You're you're in Cheetah Girls 2 country. Oh my god, it is so that. I thought I was in Eat, Pray, Love, but I'm not. I'm in Cheetah Girls too. You actually are. You honestly are. What is that thing that she's like, Barcelona, you can. <laughs> I, think, you know, I thank part, you. That Thanks place, the dark sequence, is so near to where I'm staying. And every time I walk past that spot, I'm like, that is where Raven was twirling around as with the Cheetah Girls. Incredible. iconic. I also love that there was like some secret trans representation in that film. Have you seen Disclosure on Netflix? Oh my god, I have. And yeah, they the what, what was she called? Bianca? No. It's so bad that we don't know her name. We're like, like yeah, I love her. And I'm like, I don't know her name. I don't know her, but there was she like owned the theatre or something and she was stealth trans. Yeah, I mean it's kind of yassified, isn't it? We've got to gotta give her props. No, for sure, for sure. I mean, and you also were in your stealth trans era once upon a time. Oh my god, I was, yeah. Before twenty eighteen. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so I transitioned during my teens and like, um, yeah, and then, well, I basically, I was 16 when I like, you know, there's no specific benchmark for transitioning, whatever, but like, I feel like I completed my medical transition at 16 when I had SRS. And um, that's super young, obviously. Most people don't get their SRS at 16, but it was definitely the right decision for me. And then I just went straight into stealth and I didn't disclose to anybody um, for like, what, eight or nine years. And then 2018, I spilled. I spilled the tea. You spilled the tea. I fully spilled. And then since then, I've been just, you know, a professional transsexual. Like, what can I say? I mean, that's what I am now. Like, I'm also a professional transsexual. It's the only way. It true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's been a a good life since and I've been really enjoying it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I had to like reach my breaking point with stealth really before before getting to the point where I was like, fuck it, I literally can't take this anymore. Like, I have to just always know where I stand with people. And it's made things so much simpler for me in a lot of ways. But it's been challenging as well with things like dating, which I'm sure we'll get onto. No, absolutely. I um, I do have this question, but like, you don't actually have to answer, but I'm actually very interested. Um, were you sexually active before having SRS? No, I was not, no. Oh, interesting. Because like, so much of my kind of sex life, etc., is informed by you know not having had the surgery in inverted commas and so yeah that's obviously something that is completely different for you yeah just kind of on that I feel like there isn't enough discussion around what it is like trying to like cultivate a sex life like post-surgery because for me like my only experiences were post-op and I think when I got SRS my understanding was that I would enter into like cishood and I would always be in this very cis categorized experience of dating but actually something I've found occasionally is that you enter into a kind of like uh no man's or like no trans land like you end up in like a you're, you're kind of like in this 
you're in a trans body still, but like what you're navigating is a very heteronormative dating world, but still with an adjacency to transness. Like it's it's a really it's a bit of a minefield still. Um, but I think it's really just to inform my understanding that we just need to suit ourselves as much as we can, really, and just live live and always make sure our own needs are met. Like that's that's 100%. all it's about. Hundred percent. And are your needs being met at the moment? Are you looking for love? Are you dating? Are you single? Like, what's your vibe? I'm very much single. I'm very much pleased to be single because I'm like just suiting myself and I'm doing my month away in Barcelona and I'm doing a month in Berlin after this. And then, I don't know, I was thinking of going to LA for a bit. Like, I'm just like, I'm just kind of like vibing and just like living my digital nomad dream. Like, so. And no, um, man, no man is is like ready for that. Girl, I'm worldwide now. Like, this is it's not, true. this is not about anyone but me. And like, I feel like it's the first time I've really felt like that. And I'm just enjoying it. Um, So I'm not looking for love. I'm not really dating. I like actually downloaded Bumble here yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, and it's kind of dry. I just deleted uh, the really wanky one, Raya. Um, yeah. It's the most overrated, like, honestly, like garbage you can possibly have. So for those who don't know, Raya is a dating app for famous people basically for slaps uh i mean i i was on there and i'm not famous so i don't know yeah you're like you're like famous adjacent you're like i i think of myself as very famous so like you're (laughs) way more famous than me i don't know why i'm laughing i think of you as famous as well (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like absolutely not but like honestly i yeah, I think of myself as literally like a celeb. I am. Yeah, I mean, I. I but I couldn't get on. You. I couldn't get on Raya. I could not get on Raya. Raya, Raya. You were rejected. I just have never been accepted. Oh my god, that is yeah, gutting. Well, I think I was only accepted because the person who. So I end up on there because I was basically in Barcelona like five years ago, like that. This is so full circle. I'm like, I just deleted it back in Barcelona. But when I first got it, I was also in Barcelona. Like, <laughs> Basically, I was out on this date with um, a local boy here like five years ago. And then I got talking to this gorgeous Australian girl in the street. And um, she was kind of drunk. I was a bit drunk. And we were both vibing with each other. And she was on a date. And like, we got on with each other so much more than we got on with our dates. And then she was like, oh, like, I'm a photographer. Like, maybe we should hang out sometime and like take some pictures or something. And I was like, yeah, sure. She follows me. She's got like 60,000 followers. I'm like, um sorry what, what do you do for work exactly and then she was like oh I was on Australia's next top model a few years ago and so she got this big following after going on there like years ago I'm not going to say her name because she's like <laughs> I don't think she still attaches it to her image but basically this girl who used to be on Australia's next top model and I met in the street drunk and then she referred me to Raya and I was on there within a week and I was like yeah like it's 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 still very overrated but I was like wow some real shit that I didn't really know about I was really annoyed when I like looked on Raya because when you when you get the app, you can see who in your contacts is also on Raya. Yeah. And my ex was on Raya and I was like, fuck off. Like, how has he got on? Like, absolutely not allowed. So I have to say, like, one time I was really scorned by someone. There was this boy from Tinder like years ago and he really pissed me off. I think he like, I can't remember what he did, but he really got my nerves. And then he sent me a request to verify his profile. He was like, I want to get on Raya, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just want to be on there. Like, oh, I just sent you a referral thing. Do you mind if you accept it? And on Raya, you have three options. You're like, I do recommend this person join the community. Or there's the option that's like, mm, I don't really know them well enough, like no comment. Or there's the option that's like, no, banish them. And I obviously hit the banish button and he's never been on Raya since. So I like to think that's just my work. 
Good, good. Banish him. Banish him. Banish them all, honestly. Please. Um, so you're saying you're you're single, not looking for love, but I'm gonna out you that you've been posting on your Instagram <laughs> that you have a Spanish lover. <laughs> oh my god. What's the truth? What's the truth, Maxine? The truth the people- is there's someone here who I've like hung out with a couple times, but I don't know, we'll see. Like it's I'm just living I'm just living one day to the next. Like, I don't really care to be honest. Like Have you hooked up? <laughs> um so I'm so I'm just like vibing, you know. <laughs> yeah, my life. yeah. Okay. So that's obviously I'm that's just enjoying myself. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um so yeah, like I said, I downloaded Bumble yesterday. Yeah, so you're dry. on Bumble. Although, oh my god, I have to tell you, that was this Please. TikTok that I saw recently. Obviously, when you're on Bumble and you're like a girl matching boys. The way that it works is that the girl has to open the chat for the boy to reply and then you're like matched. Um, How do you um, open the chat normally? Well, <laughs> my standard opener, just because it really says a lot about the guy with what they come back with, is normally, dad, is that you? <laughs> I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that definitely. I need to trademark it. I need to start charging people because people do actually love it or they're like, you're a freak, no. But then I saw this TikTok recently of something that's much less confronting and is actually quite witty and always gets a response. And it's when you open with, how do you feel about women making the first move? I think that's boring. I think that's boring as fuck. It's good because they, well, men don't think it is. But that's the thing. I also agree it's not the spiciest thing you can say to someone, but like men think it's fucking wild. And normally they just get hay with like a monkey face or something. So they think it's amazing. I just say hay a stud and they're always like, Ugh! they literally <laughs> jizz. Like they literally jizz as soon as they hear it. I had, I had a, um, I'd actually had a fun um, like interaction the other day. So I've got a date with this guy on Thursday and um in fact i'll show you a picture just like for your own interest i matched them on on hinge and i was like we like arranged somewhere to go in between us and he'd never been before um can we see this man the blonde he looks like he looks like a walking tub of vanilla ice cream yeah he is completely but that's with him with his top off oh Mm. 10% 10% battery babes plug it in Fuck off. okay I see it yeah yeah so he was like so we neither of us had been to this bar before and he was like oh maybe we can lose our bar virginities there and I said hopefully it won't be the only virginity I lose that evening <laughs> and he said he said you're too hot for that to not be a joke and I was like thank you <laughs> thanks I look like I've had sex before and also I'm 27 so I yeah it's like it stands yeah. to reason I mean okay so are you gonna see him or what's next yeah 100% and I'm gonna try okay. and I'm gonna try and sleep with him you're gonna try and lose your virginity finally <laughs> I've been saving it for the right guy you just want to give him your flower I like do. in to say that I'm friends or something I can't remember no I do I need to give him my flower I mean I am like <laughs> You know, I am obviously concerned about when I do get my surgery and who then I'm going to give my flower to. Um, Like, do I get another flower? Like, do I get another flower? Like, I guess I kind of do. I don't know. I think think it's safer territory to go for someone who actually knows you already. Because if you're a bit tense or a bit nervous or anything, you just want someone who's going to put you at ease. And, you know... 
I think that that that's sense. like I know a couple of other trans girls who have given their flower to someone. <laughs> I can't say what that's saying anymore, but like, yeah. Anyway, um, one of my other friends or a couple of my other friends did the same thing. They had this trusted, like, previous friends with benefits, and they're kind of like, "Listen, like, I wanna, I wanna experience sex for the first time post surgery." And so I reached out to the guys, and the guys were always like, "Oh my god, I'm so honored! Like, wow, you picked me!" <laughs> like, anyway I guess it is kind of an honor but it's also like oh god like yeah it feels like kind of like in memoirs of a geisha when they sell her virginity to like the (laughs) highest bidder and it goes to like Dr. Crab um and like I'm not saying I'm gonna sell it but like I'm definitely gonna like hawk it round to the to the highest bidder like you know are you gonna take me out for dinner are you gonna be like extremely attractive are you gonna have worked out before you know all of these things you know it's interesting like I was just thinking if you did if you did sell it how much would someone pay like there is someone out there that would pay probably six figures easily fucking easily I'm not why not sell it like I don't understand why this is a smart business decision I know I know but no it's not I feel I don't know maybe with like you know a bit of minor celebrity maybe we could get into the millions I think maybe that's it it'll be like yeah I'll start I'll give you some shout outs on my Instagram (laughs) like do like a GoFundMe like when someone has FFS it'll be more like um it'll be more like why can't I think of the word more like what when people are bidding and waving the things in the air and like <laughs> an auction, <laughs> a cattle auction. Yeah. Um. Also, also, you could just lie. You could have sex and have a fulfilling sex life, and you could be like, "This is my first time." Like when it gets to, <laughs> gets to the guy who's paid seven figures, like you just don't know. Oh God. Well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully one day. Um. But yeah. I don't know how to get on to this. Anyway, like, did the guy, so does the guy know your tea? What's the situation? No, just, he like, doesn't know my tea. He doesn't okay. know my tea. So I don't tell my tea before, unless I'm, like, going to hook up with them, then I'll, like, have the conversation. Um, but, I mean, do you, do you tell them, do, they, do you always tell them your tea now or no? Um... If I say it, then I say it super early on, like within the first few messages on like Bumble or something. I found that I don't want to have it in my profile because men are so weird about it. It's yeah. like very predatory. Um, and I find it to be such like an accelerated kind of obsession with porn and stuff. Like, you know, there was a 75% increase in trans porn consumed over the last year, according to Pornhub. And I'm just like, no wonder men are hooked, literally. Like they keep coming back like, like we're, you know, sources of like meth or something. It's like they just... Anyway, um, but if I if I say I disclose quite quickly, otherwise if it's not going anywhere, then I don't really like. Yeah, like generally speaking, I'm very open about it. Like there was a guy earlier on Bumble who was like, "Oh, can we switch to Instagram?" And I was like, "Well, my Instagram is like very trans." So I was like, "Oh, by the way, I'm trans. I understand. If, you know, like, is this a problem or whatever?" Um, he said something like, "Well, I did have my suspicions. Best of luck." And I was thinking, "No, you fucking didn't. Because no, if this didn't. was a deal breaker, then you wouldn't have swiped right for me." Like, oh, I think this girl is trans. I'm like, you wouldn't have matched me. You wouldn't be having this conversation, asking for my Instagram, like, if you weren't into it. Like, totally. Okay. Anyway, so I just unmatched him. I was like, whatever. Do you say so? Like, when I say I'm trans, one of the first questions that they ask is whether I've had the surgery or not. Do you lead with that or do you not? Um, 
it depends like it varies sometimes from one conversation to the next because it's it's a strange thing like sometimes what I get is that I'll just you know say that I'm trans and they'll be like have you had the surgery normally my answer is what would your preference be because you find out yeah you can be like and sometimes they'll say oh well actually I've always wanted about pre-op girls and then I'll be like, well, I had my vagina installed 13 years ago, so sorry <laughs> to disappoint. And they feel exposed then, but, like, I kind of, you know, feel powerful in that moment. I'm like, I now have all the information that I need. Um, anyway, like, it really depends. Like, I think, you know, people are so surprised sometimes by how easy it is for trans women, whether they're pre-op or post-op or whatever, to have sex whenever they want to have it. And, like, we're just, like, nothing really faces us anymore. Like, we've seen it all. We have. We really, really have. Um so what sorry go on I was gonna say like so what what would you expect like so what for you when when they say are you pre or post-op and you say well pre-op currently but you know t-minus two three months that changes then what's their response to that um it's again it's 50 50 it's like sometimes it's like great cool like whatever or it's like speak to me in three months like etc that that's the kind of vibe um but yeah I'm kind of concerned that you know the roster that I the roster of men that I currently have are not gonna want me after (laughs) after surgery like I'm gonna have to restart the roster all over again no I don't think you will I think that'll be quite curious I'm unsure I'm I'm really unsure we'll see I think it's like it's about your own mental gymnastics in that moment as well like ultimately do I want to go for men that are like specifically trans amorous like no unless they're really hot and then kind of yes like obviously I want them to be obsessed with me as well like I mean it it depends you know one of the things that not many people know is like how kind of small the pool is of men so like you and I have got guys that have like messaged us both yes more than one more than one well definitely yeah oh my god yeah fuck yeah um I am talking to this guy at the moment let me show you him and I want to know if you have spoken to him. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Is his name Harry? <laughs> I actually don't know his name. Girl, how do you not know his name? What? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I think I've spoken to him on field or something. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I think so I have. But, like, I haven't met up with him and I don't think we chatted much. I think I was just, like, I just remembered him. Is he from field? Yeah, he's from Field. Yeah, Field is like, for me, it's like, um, so when I was on Field, what I used to do was set my gender to just woman. I didn't used to put that I was trans as my gender in there because I find that to be too localised, as in like men just putting that they're interested in trans women and essentially using it like grinder. Whereas when I put like my gender as woman on there and then in my bio, I put that I was trans. You're basically just meeting up with men or matching men that are woke and they probably have women and trans women in their preferences but like it's not as targeted okay so i'd recommend maybe trying that if you're a bit tired of the chasers but i am people just people just go on there with an open mind normally um but it is kind of like a glorified grinder for everybody like let's be honest no for sure um do you go on many dates with guys from apps I don't go on many dates at all, Alex. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't be asked. Okay, fine. <laughs> That's that question over. Yeah, like, no, I haven't really. Like, like I said, like, here there's someone that I've met up with a couple of times and, like, I downloaded Bumble uh, yesterday because I'm, like, open to the idea. 
um I'm, I'm also so there's a girl that i've made friends with here and she and i both are on a mission to find a man who has a boat so he can take us out on it like around just the ocean you know that i'm manifesting a yacht this year obviously yeah what are you doing in london girlie like seriously this is such a scam i need to get flown out <laughs> by, like, by like a minor rapper yeah come out to come out to catalonia darling yeah do it will you fly me out no sorry i won't sponsor you okay (laughs) my feature on this podcast is your sponsor you're welcome okay stunning stunning you can share that on your instagram yeah no don't oh my god i'll get (laughs) cancelled um and do you have a type what's your type um you just go for guys don't you yeah, unfortunately, like, oh God, I really wish it was different, but I just don't think that dating, you know, actually, like, I would, I'm very open to the idea of, like, meeting, like, a trans-masculine person. Like, the more that I see people in happy trans relationships with other trans and non-binary people, I'm like, there is just an understanding there, and there's an awareness, and people are not as problematic with the same, like, misogynistic bullshit as many of the men that I've had experiences with. So... I don't know, like, I've occasionally met, like, trans men that I've thought, like, oh, no, I would definitely go on a date with this person. Um, or, like, transmasculine people. I'm attracted to masculinity. But my dating records would say, this girl is straight and it's tragic. <laughs> She's attracted to knobs. And what, what, what do the knobs look like? Oh, my God. Is there a pattern? Um, um, yeah, kind of, like, the more, like, oh, God... <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say any one of my ex-boyfriends if you met up with them you'd be like god this is such a disappointment <laughs> like really they're all, no they're not unattractive like i've been out with some really nice looking guys but just very hetero and i feel yeah. like okay I, I actually really reconciled with this part of myself last year that feels so deeply affirmed by these very very hetero guys because they just mirror back a version of myself that i see and like want to believe and like you know it's hard like trying to unpack that and also trying to wean yourself off of that masculinity like wean yourself off that affirmation is really hard so I think you just see a lot of guys like I think I'm actually like can be quite like a flamboyant person and I like love going out and like I can be quite extroverted and like lots of the men that I've dated have just not been like that they've been so comparably boring Mm -hmm. um and that would be the disappointment part you'd be like what is this girl doing with these men that like can't crack a smile but yeah. i love them i don't know what it is because your your smile lights up a room and you crack me the fuck up <laughs> you really Thanks, do Eva. you Thank really you. do and you've been such it's been so interesting chatting to you about dating and boys and love and and all of that good stuff and i hope i i guess i hope you find love whatever that looks like to you yeah, I think I'm finding platonic love, I'm finding self-love, I'm finding a love of the world, I'm finding a love of new experiences. And that, at least for now, is just more than enough for me. So Stunning. I'm just enjoying every day as it comes, yeah. Stunning. Well, on to the next one. And uh, I love how hopefully... we're wrapping this up because it was so speedy. And you're like, no, we do 15, 20-minute sessions. Like, that is it. <laughs> we're like... This is... And we're on 27. We're on 27, Girl, we're on 27 right minutes. Now. Shit. Yeah, we'll be talking all night otherwise. Okay. Well, thank exactly. you so much for having me on. It's been such a pleasure and such a dream come true. So, I I've love loved it. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. How Not To Get A Boyfriend is presented by me, Alex Woolhouse, at Alex Woolley. And you can follow Maxine on Instagram and Twitter 
at Maxine Heron. Um, How Not to Get a Boyfriend is produced by Jack Elliott and the cover art is done by Atlids that Pix took. See you next week. Bye.